The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Thanks for hanging out. Welcome to it on a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark is in. How did you lure Connor away from his newly moved into apartment? Bribery? Bush deception? <laughs> I just showed up. Okay, good. Good to see you. And uh, welcome to join us as well. Different ways to do that. Here on Hale Varsity Radio, 489-1240, 489-1240. Numbers to get in can also dial us up toll-free, 800-825-5865, wherever you hear us across the state. YouTube channel is uh, there for you, the video stream, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Go there or the Hale Varsity Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Give that a follow and uh, give us uh, a check or a look-see that way. You can find uh, Elijah on Twitter at Herbal Essence. can find Connor on Twitter at C underscore Clark underscore 27. That's as many underscores as I'm going to talk about. You can find me, Chris Schmidt, at Schmidt underscore radio. Matthew says, I sound like a robot. That's not intentional. Ah, let me get that fixed for you. Okay. That should fix all of our problems. Okay, so I am now muted, at least on the, the laptop. Well, I had to do this oh. thing where I turned off robot mode on, ah. our, on our, our live stream. I don't know why they even include that mode in the first place, but we're fixed now. Good. And awesome. it's, it's been normal for people listening on the air and via podcast form. It's just for the uh, currently over 10 people. I assume that number is going to grow now that Shmi doesn't sound like a robot. So we're all fixed. We're <laughs> we good pray. to go. And we do encourage you, if you ever want to chime in and uh, see our beautiful faces and hear Chris talk like a robot, the Hail Varsity mm. YouTube page is where you go do that and join in the live stream. Plenty of uh, of comments already in on the live stream. I, I dance like a robot, but I, I try not to sound <laughs> like one. Uh, coming up on the show, Mitch Sherman joins us from The Athletic. Uh, we'll check in with Mitch on some Nebraska football camp drudges forward. Grant Wistrom, Husker Hall of Famer, college football Hall of Famer. Grant will uh, talk some big red with us. And then Tom Chattel also spends some time with us in hour two. Excited about that. Also, uh, you know, it's really cool in for the state of Nebraska uh, with the, uh, the, the Lincoln East team, what they're doing, Carpet Land, as uh, they are playing for a national championship tonight with Legion Baseball. Uh, they are on at 6 on ESPNU. Had a chance to co- to talk with Coach Lodick earlier on KFOR locally. And uh, we'll check in with a proud parent, Jeff Larson, going to be with us. He's out in North Carolina. His son Luke is playing. And we'll get the scene set for something that hasn't been done since 1939, and that's uh, calling Nebraska a a world champion uh, when it comes to Legion baseball. Uh, the Creighton prep team of 1939 did it. A lot of buzz with this around the state. And uh, good on Lincoln East for what they're doing and chance to win it all tonight. So we'll check in with a parent uh, out there 
and uh, root for for Lincoln East. So well, what's special about that East squad is they're down a couple of players in this tournament. They, three three division one. Their three best players essentially are all playing uh, like the, re- the regional circuit money. travel ball. You get out in front of the college scouts. The downside of that is you got to get away from your Legion team towards the end of the season to go and do those things. And they you should be able that. to do both. I mean, through most of July and into August. They powered through losing some of their better players, came back stronger. I mean, the, it wasn't the Legion season they were looking for early, but they found a way to the battle back. And now you got a chance at a national championship. Yeah, and, and all three of the kids, uh, one going to Michigan, two going to Nebraska. So Big Ten flavor with, with three of the players. But guys have picked it up, and they've been incredible this year. So let's get, uh, before we hear from Matt Rule, uh, I get wore out by the uniform talk, quite honestly. I don't hate the throwbacks. It isn't for me uh, or the alternate uniforms. Again, it's not for me. It's for the players and, and for fans. But the tribute to the original jerseys, so a little bit of blue tinge to these jerseys. They look good. They look wonderful. It's the red. It's the white, you know. But blue on the outline of the numbers, ever so subtle, but it's a nod to that first uniform Nebraska wore when they kicked off against Oklahoma. Of course, Oklahoma being Oklahoma, they showed up to a road game wearing red or the maroon. So Nebraska that Saturday had to wear blue. Great job by Mike Babcock on the history of Memorial Stadium with NET that uh, premiered and aired on Sunday night. Watch that thing. That was awesome. It was great to get caught up with Babbers that way. So, the, uh, you know, what do you think of them? Have they, d- does it do much for you? Do you like them? Do you care? Because the alternate uniform discussion is always something that's fervent around here. I, I think the best alternate uniforms they've had, uh, you go back to that year that Sue wore them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think... I don't remember what year they were, but it was a tribute, and I think it might have been the 1960s teams, and and I, I liked those unis well, the best. They, they went back to the first year of the sellout streak, which I believe 62. was 62. I believe was 62. Yeah, so they went back to that, and that was the the style of jersey that they wore back in. I believe that was 08. So 08, mm-hmm. they wore those jerseys of Oplini's first year. I always liked those. Also, the black shirt ones that got worn yeah. once under Scott Frost. Those are a beautiful alternate uniform. I wish they'd be the permanent alternate uniform so you don't have to deal with this year in, year out, because as you mm-hmm. said, Schmitty, I've stopped caring. I cared whenever I was in middle Once school. You, yeah, that's your cutoff line uh, between junior high and high school. I, I only care more when it's a big change. Like, this isn't a big change, right? There's a little bit of blue trim around the numbers. The uniforms look sharp, you know, from head to toe, but it's really not that much of a change from the normal uniform. Now... Say if they went to what they did two years ago against Buffalo with the all-white, or they do another black shirt iteration, then I'll probably care more if it's a major change, but this is just a very subtle thing honoring the past, which is cool. I have no problem with that, but... It's not going to you know, keep me up at night that there's a trim of blue around the numbers. And my favorite alternate uniforms have been the subtle ones. I mean, the black shirt ones is probably the least subtle of the subtle ones I like because you change the whole uniform color. But it was still a Nebraska jersey. just happened to be black with the black shirt logo on the sleeve. You think back, uh, that, that 62 throwback, it was Nebraska's uniform in 62. They changed the font on the numbers, but the jersey, for the most part, was still the same. The Oklahoma alternate, where you just changed the color on the face mask. That was cool. That Those was cool. You added the stripes, too. Those were oh, cool. Oh, yeah, you added the stripes back to the pants, the which should now be back permanently nice. but yeah the, the gray face mask was a beautiful touch those have been my favorite ones this one might be a little too so i don't think anyone's going to notice him from tv or from the stands you're well, not going to notice that that light blue outline and maybe that's the beauty of these is that you'll be able to see it in the close-up pictures but it won't change the viewing experience someone 
someone tweeted out a picture of them like at like a Coles or something like a month ago mm-hmm. and they're like why is there blue around the number <laughs> and i remember seeing You've that and drinking. now yeah and now they're out as the alternate and now it all makes sense but when i first saw that too i was like what like what does that mean but here we are i agree though elijah i think the uh the black shirt uniforms that came out in 2019 those are definitely the best I have to correct you, though. They wore them twice under Scott Frost. They wore them once against Illinois and once against Indiana. Uh, excuse me. But the Illinois one, I think, was better because it was black jersey, black pants. It was all black. Okay. And I, I really dig that. I thought that was cool. Oh, right. and, and how about the one that, that goes under the radar because of how subtle it was? The one that honored the 97 National Championship team they wore back in 2017. One of the ones that was just a Nebraska uniform, except the, the numbers had this mesh look to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Those were all so awesome because, again, it's a slight departure from what Nebraska does, but it's a cool change of pace that, you know what, maybe a couple fans out there are going to go buy a jersey and send their money to the university. The, cool, uh, and it's not going to ruin my viewing experience like a big old block N on the chest or reflective numbers that you can't read. The Scrabble game. The, the 2017 season ruined the experience. It wasn't the, uh, the, uh, the alternate uniforms. Let's talk Matt Rule and uh, his post-practice uh, report as Nebraska continues to get ready for Minnesota and uh, some feedback, some reaction from Coach Rule and first thing out of the gate, you know, how's how's this week been? How difficult is it? Because you're still in camp mode. You're not quite yet, we don't think, to Minnesota prep mode probably next week. So still fundamentals and tackling and it was open to the media this morning. Here's Coach Rule on, on how well, so far, so good this week has been. The challenge has been to not try to get through it, right, to try to get better. Um, the days start to pile up on you, obviously, but when you look at it on the flip side, there's not many days left to practice before 831. So, um, you know, we better remain a very humble team, you know, and, and uh, if we want to be confident come game time, we have to earn it right now. So um, there's a, the added distraction of being home, being out of the dorms and all those things, and uh, um, I think our guys have maintained good focus so far. So I've never questioned this team's work ethic. They work. So, so far it's been pretty good. So I like hearing that you, you have this rallying cry, fellas. It's not remember the Alamo, but it's 831. I mean, that is the, that, that's, the, the, that's the goal. Be ready, be capable by the 31st of August when Nebraska kicks off. So there's been a lot of talk about red zone. There's been a lot of talk about philosophy and there's been more thoughts on, on Jeff Sims from a turnover standpoint. Can, can he correct that? What's the right balance of letting it rip versus uh, being conservative or at least cautious enough to not get out of the red zone without points. Nebraska has been a, a struggling red zone team for a while uh, going into this year. And and then there's the reality of Nebraska's needed their backup quarterback every year forever, it feels like. And one thing you got to feel all right about here is is what Coach Rule's telling you, that he's confident in what Nebraska has behind Sims should they need him. Yeah, we, we can win. We can play and win with Chubb or Heinrich. Um, we get a lot of reps here, and those guys are playing really good football. Chubb has made just massive strides. Um, I think probably a lot of it just has to, you know, new coaching staff is trying to prove a lot in the spring. And I think he settled down and just played football. So he's uh, been excellent in the passing game. He can really run. And Heinrich's uh, passing ability is really developing. Um, 
getting through progressions, understanding protections, um, seeing the field. So I think both guys have had a really good camp. Um, both guys are, are, are dual threat quarterbacks. They can both run and throw. They're both four or five guys. So um, they give us a lot of flexibility. And then you know, Luke Longville's here with us. And Luke, um, we just had a threes live scrimmage at the end of practice, and he did a great job. He knows, he knows the system. He knows the scheme. So we have four guys that we feel like um, can go out and execute for us. Guys, I, I don't think it's been an issue of do you have talent that's usable in Harburg or Pretty? It's what's their preparation been like and what have you asked them to do in past seasons? I feel better if I'm a Nebraska fan that these guys are ready and, and should they be called upon, they'll be they'll be asked to do things that can play to their strengths. Yeah, and – their strengths, what is it going to be right now? We know it's going to be first and foremost from these three guys with, with how they want to run this offense, at least from what we've heard. It's going to be running the football. I mean, Rule talks about, oh, yeah, they're, they're doing well with their throws, making their progressions, but they're four or five guys, and we want them to use their athleticism and use their legs. And, and that's what it comes down to. That's what we've talked about many times on this show. Whenever Nebraska has knocked a starting quarterback out of a game for whatever reason, the backup's got to come in. How many of their teams look like they have a competent plan in place for their backup quarterback? <laughs> they get lit up by the backup. Yeah, because the, the other coaching staff has a plan in place for how they want to bring those starter or those backups to the forefront, utilize their strengths, and minimize their weaknesses. It's the same thing we've talked about with utilizing freshman wide receivers within the past couple of days. How do you game plan knowing that these guys are going to get some play time to say, we're going to show your strengths to the, to the opposition, we're going to try to hide your weaknesses because we know those better than the opposition does. That's what Nebraska's faced in other teams' backup quarterbacks, and now the question comes down to, is Nebraska going to be able to pull out a competent game plan for a guy like Chubba Purdy or a guy like Heinrich Harburg uh, in order to, to, to bring their strengths to the forefront whenever they do come into the game? Also, a, a quick side note here on Luke Longval, who Matt Rule mentioned there at the end of that cut. Where is number 29 at the quarterback position? We'll see if that number ends up getting changed, but he's the, the JUCO transfer uh, interesting if he's a, a guy that's going to be on that travel roster for Nebraska wearing number 29. That's interesting. But Juco transfer and my buddy Graham, who we talked about the other day, the one that was branded at youth, uh, yeah, youth yeah, group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the youth group branding. That is discussion. so out of context for people who did not hear that story. <laughs> anyway, he actually uh, had a job interview down in the Georgia area a couple weeks back, and the guy was like, oh, hey, uh, you're from Nebraska. You know my, my nephew, Luke Longvall? He's on the Husker football team. No, so I your... don't, but do you want to see my freaking brand? <laughs> <laughs> like, I got this in, you know, the old the old church summer camp. Well, I, remember, I was remember, my buddy Graham was like, do you know who that is? Because I didn't know who the hell that was. And I went, I think he's the, the transfer in from, from no, Juco. We're in number 29. But and I got Brandon when I was 15. <laughs> uh, I, that, that will never go away. Oh, either. man. So let's talk offense and, and specifically – the offensive response by Nebraska uh, rule kind of, I don't want to say walked back criticism, but coming away from this weekend, you're like, oh, dear God, where's the offense going to go? But sounds like they're they're finding some stability there. Yeah, I, I think maybe I, I probably said it wrong at the scrimmage. My issues with the scrimmage were uh, the, the procedure stuff. Like, I'm, the football was pretty good. You know, they played good football. The pass protecting was the best it's ever been. It's just... You know, it, it, we ran into a phase of, like, we spent so much time getting reps and less time sort of, um, you guys have been, well, I guess I'm really bad. We've spent a lot more times with um, multiple fields going. We haven't spent probably enough time yet um, coming off the sidelines, subbing off the sideline, all those different things. So that was sort of a little bit of a wake-up call, but that was all procedural stuff. In terms of the actual football, 
um, I thought it was I thought it was good, you know. Um, so so I I'm pleased with where we are. As I told you, you're right where they're supposed to be. Like there's. You know, just if the defense plays well, you know, I'm the head coach. If the defense plays well, it means the offense didn't play good enough. If the offense plays well, it means the defense didn't play good enough. So, but, yeah, I think the offense um, the offense is playing good football. They just had a little more urgency um, uh, in, in terms of running on and off the field. So, you know, sometimes players will say things. You know, I heard Jeff yesterday kind of, you know, hey, we we're a little sluggish. So it's really just more about running on and off the field and getting in the huddle and getting out of it. So I, I think the football was fine. Well, there you go. Uh, we'll dive into the red zone. I just got a text message on point. Junior keeps inundating me with uh, Audis. Dad, get me an Audi. Junior, get a third job. 